Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart-ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart ass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Woohoo! We are back. What do we, what's this that you poured us today? So keeping with our theme of we refuse to drink Cosmopolitans mm. while we're talking about Sex and the City, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have made for you today a Cur Royale. Cur Royale, K-I-R, right? Correct. Okay. And I had it in Montreal where mm-hmm. we just came back from. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of the name, but I'd never... And I'm a big fan of Prosecco, which yes. is... Which, which the, is kind of having a moment this summer, it seems. Well, I mean, we eat at a lot of Italian places. I and know. so Prosecco is like Italian champagne, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's Italian and, sparkling wine. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm a big fan of Italian things, as you know. Yes, I, I uh, am aware. <laughs> pizza, sausage, yeah. Prosecco. Yeah. And so, yeah, there seems to be a lot of cocktails this summer with... A Prosecco base. Yep. But this is like a, it's kind of a classic French cocktail. So it's Prosecco and, or champagne, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're doing like truly French version. And creme de cassis, which I'd never, ever heard of, um, which is sort of like a black currant liqueur. Yeah. A nice little substitute is Chambord, which is like a cherry Yeah, liqueur. I think it's a cherry one, yeah. Yeah. That's a really pretty bottle. Mm-hmm. And you can you can garnish with blueberries or blackberries or beatboxing something. blueberries. 
a beatbox and booberry. Um, but they're <laughs> no, tasty. Nobody's going to get that. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if they watched our vacation link, they will get it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but it's really nice. And I'm a it big is delicious. Fan. I'm a big fan of sparkling wine. I like... Uh, I'm a little surprised that these wine glasses hold an entire half bottle of Prosecco. Shh, don't tell people. Like, Jesus. I know, it's a lot. Riedel, what are you doing to me? <laughs> these stemless wine glasses hold a lot mm. of liquid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are back to talk about season three, Sex in the City. Now, the last two episodes we've done on this we've all we've been like oh yeah we're gonna talk about multiple se- are we just no. accepting the fact we've, that it's just gonna be season three i have accepted it for a while i feel like it's taken you some time to come around to the idea well editor dante is the one that's <laughs> that's struggling with content but uh, as, show host as crea- dante creator creator beatrice is like super jazzed because we've got content for weeks on this like what did you were you in charge of producing the hobbit as well like <laughs> It's a really long walk. <laughs> it's it's and it's not because I want to take it apart bit by bit by bit, but I It's just it's, it's there's be, a lot there. There's a lot there yeah. and there's a lot to unpack and yeah. and it's been so nice to hear from listeners. Yeah. One of whom, and you know who you are, has never even watched the show, <laughs> but is enjoying the episodes. Is enjoying the episodes because of the issues that come up and the talking points right. and some of the discussions that emerge. So where did we leave off on season two? So the end of season two, Carrie talks to Big at right. his uh, right after party. his engagement party. Hubble, your girl is lovely. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, no, you, know, um, you never will. Miranda and Steve are broken up still, mm-hmm. but that's not going to last. Charlotte is still looking for Mister Wright. She hasn't met Trey yet, has she? No, she meets Trey. This is a big season. For Charlotte or just for in everyone? General? It's just it, there's a, a lot happening. Oh fuck! Well, let's in get into season. it then. And Miranda, oh sorry, and oh that's Samantha. and Samantha is just you know enjoying slaying dick all over New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, but in a less shamey sounding way. No, look, why? No why can't no shade. No, why can't look? If guys can go and fuck around, then Sam is afforded the same privilege. There's no shade. She's just prolific in her appetite. That's all. That's all. <laughs> So the first episode, the the season opens where the girls go to, I believe it's Long Island? Rhode Island? Long Island. Long Island. Oh, right, because they get the tea, don't they, there? They go, yeah, the Long Island iced tea. So they go, they go, Carrie is like a judge for... Is it Staten Island? Maybe Staten Island. I don't know. I feel like Staten Island. They had to take a ferry. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay. They ha- one of the islands yep. to go and be a judge for firefighters that were it was a fundraiser mm-hmm. for something, and you know Donna Summers pumping in the background right. and and they're they're rating these firefighters. Sam's figuring out which one she's going to take home. Pretty much, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Charlotte and I mean they're all drinking, and yeah, they, they can't get Cosmopolitan, so they're doing Long Island iced tea, right? And, yeah, which I think is sort of like. The swamp water with alcohol. Yeah. It's just got a whole yeah, bunch of shit in it. Yeah, it's sweet tea with a whole bunch of alcohol, like triple sack and vodka. And like, yeah, it's Ugh. it's a mess. Yeah. So Carrie is sort of, you know, licking her wounds from the idea that Big is engaged. Big, who would marry Natasha. her, is now married to or No, he's, he's not married yet. Oh, he's engaged They're to They're just Natasha. engaged, yeah. 
the theme of this is kind of about do women just want to be rescued? Like why, why do women find firefighters so sexy and so hot and so attractive? It, is it the rescue thing? Is okay. it, you know, that, that, that that's, that's kind of what they do is they rescue people and, and thinking about fairy tales and do women just really want to be rescued? And how do you, I mean, you've dealt with a few damsels in distress before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> I think it's the the fact that they're willing to be brave. Like you mean the firefighters? Yeah, I think to put their lives on the line for right. someone else. And I think women, some women, find that very attractive. And then we've also gone and sexualized firefighters by having umpteen fundraising calendars of yeah. shirtless firefighters Which all. I- oiled and buff which i was gonna ask like is is the time for that over like we wouldn't accept it we wouldn't accept it if it was nurses on stage getting judged out of 10 by a panel of semi quasi celebrity judges well i think it's because men because we do most of the sexualizing are okay (laughs) to be sexualized right whereas predominantly female dominated profession Mm-hmm. It'd be more of just reality, which seems right. kind of distasteful. It's just it's just forced overtime. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times do you go to the Halloween pop up stores and yeah. you go to the men's costumes and they have all these different ones? And you go to the women's costumes, yeah. sexy nurse, sexy witch, sexy school teacher, sexy librarian, sexy, sexy kitten, sexy kitten, yeah. sexy Pikachu. Like yeah. it's just it's just whatever it is. Throw sexy in front and yeah. cut out half the make it a child size for a woman. Yeah, and it's sexy whatever. And add right? some add some fishnets. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's actually a, a scene in the first Sex in the City movie where Carrie is shopping with Miranda. Miranda has to get a costume because of the like some school function for yeah. Brady. And she's like, the only choices here are witch and sexy kitten. And Carrie's like, oh, you just said a mouthful there. Like, <laughs> yeah, those are our only choices. Pretty much. Witch or sexy kitten. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And she meets this politician, Bill Kelly. Right. Who is like running for con- controller or something like controller. that? Controller. Like, he he is in Mad Men. He is the executive in Mad Men. He's been silver foxed for mm. fucking ever. Mm-hmm. He's young, but he's got gray hair. So he, you know, he he's recurring in a couple episodes, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But okay. So along with that rescue theme, Miranda has to get LASIK eye surgery. Right. Which you can. I've had I've had to my this. eyeballs. You've laser had your eyeballs yep. laser beamed. Yep. And they're like, you need somebody, you're going to need someone to bring you home yeah. because you have to wear these goggles you and you can't these, the, see. You wear these like giant sunglasses to protect your eyes because for anybody who's never had it done, mm-hmm. they, you're awake the whole time. Is it weird? It is. They give you volume to really <laughs> chill you out. And I, I found it like at the clinic I went to, I found it really funny that they're like, do you want a Valium? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then they, then after you've had the Valium, they take you in to pay for your laser eye surgery where you're like, what's, your life? Yeah, what's your life like? Oh my God, that's so interesting. Like everything was, but it was fucking expensive. It was like in Canadian dollars, it was like $2,700 an eye. Wow. And I remember sitting and there. And you being, never want to do just one. Well, and this is what I was there. I'm like, why do you charge per eye? Are there many people who just get one eye done? 
Or are there three-eyed people out there that you don't want to do a pair? Like, what? I don't understand what that's about. I feel like my ex-husband would get one done and then just see. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to wear an eye patch because your eyes are going to be all different? Like, or a monocle? Anyways. Oh, my God. So they take you down to a table and they lie you down. Mm -hmm. And then they... It's so weird that you're awake. Yeah, they're awake. And there's... and, and, And in the waiting room, in the surgery area... You can see. Well, I couldn't see, but the person that was with me could see. Could watch your surgery. They had the, like a top-down camera, so so she could watch. My ex-wife could watch what was happening. I was like, oh my god, I really want this. I, like I really, I should show you the picture of me right after. They took a picture with the surgeon right afterwards, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, and and so they have this thing, and it's like this light, and they're like. Focus on the light because they don't want your eye to move, right? And they're like, you're going to feel pressure, you're going to feel pressure, and then it's going to go dark. And you're like, okay. And then they do that, and it goes dark. And they slice open, like, the cornea or whatever, and, like, open it up. And then, this is what I understand, and then they pick you up off the table and walk you to the other table where they're actually going to do the laser eye surgery. Oh, wow. So they like slice, slice, open it up, and now you can't see shit because it's all blurry (laughs) because they've cut the tops. They've cut your eyes like a hard-boiled egg that you've just opened, or soft-boiled egg that you just opened up and you're about to dip toast into. Like, that's what they did. Oh, my God, and they take you to another area, a second location? So two nurses take you, I mean, you only walk like five feet or whatever, but like I'm like, you couldn't do this all in one spot? Like, why am I moving around? And that's where the surgeon is. And they lay you down. And they, they do some stuff and they laser beam and you got to really keep your eyes still because if you mm-hmm. move around, then like the laser fucks up. And then you feel him when he's finished. You feel you feel them like like sliding the cap back, like the thing they cut off, they sliding it back into place. And then it just heals. And then and then you can't rub your eye for like a month. Wow. But it's really important in the first 24 hours, which is why they gave Miranda those, those things. You really can't touch your eye because they do that and then it like glues itself back into place right. but if you rub it you're gonna like right. fucking Tear scrape off your cornea yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, right yeah. and yeah and wow and then you they put on these well then you go and you have your picture with the eye surgeon like hey <laughs> right and then and then they give you the goggles and they give you some tylenol threes or whatever with codeine mm-hmm. and and then send you on your way and then you have to go back in 24 hours and then and then there's periodic exams for the next year right. to check to see how your your thing goes. So yeah, so they give you those goggles, and I had to, and this is the thing. I remember watching that episode and being like, "That's fucking bullshit," because they told me I had to sleep with those goggles on. Oh, okay. So so she doesn't. She doesn't. But they and they send her home with sleeping pills. You, right, and your your vision is blurry mm-hmm. that first day. Right, so you can't see shit. No, it's so, like you took your contact lenses out. And then you're walking around whatever right. the city is. Is she in fucking New York or whatever? So Steve shows up. Does she call Steve? I think she asks. I think she asks Carrie to do it. No, that's that's the back thing. But Steve shows up when she. Steve's there when she comes out of surgery, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Everything's okay. I'm on Valium." Yeah, yeah. That and, part they got right. <laughs> and so he takes her home and she's so fiercely independent i feel like this is how i would be oh you would a thousand percent be like this he like he's like trying to get her clothes off to get her into bed so she can go to sleep because the idea is that you wake up the next morning and you can see perfectly pretty much that's what happens yeah and which is miraculous it is but and you go why didn't i do this a decade ago yeah kind of like like lasering my yoni like why didn't i do that when i was your laser hair removal yeah yeah you didn't get eye, laser eye surgery for your yoni. 
Well, I mean, there's all kinds of lasers, but like you can laser your eyes or your yoni. You can do or, so much with it. So much with lasers. So he's trying. He's trying to get her shoes off and every. And she's like, "No, no rescue, no." And he's like, "All right, all right, Sleeping Beauty." Like, yeah. let's, let's, and it's fine. Go to sleep in your clothes. I don't really, yeah, care. it's really a cute scene. It's a yeah. really cute scene between them. And I mean, I'm a big fan of Steve, mm-hmm. and she. She spends a couple of seasons pushing him away, pushing yep. him away. But that that was a there's some really sweet moments between them, mm-hmm. and that was one of that was kind of funny, where she wakes up the next morning and you know sort of the the glasses are rose colored. So when she takes the rose colored glasses off, she sees him clearly, and it's isn't kind that of, interesting that she took the rose colored glasses yeah, off? Yeah, it's right? kind of a sweet little. Um, yeah. And this at the beginning of this season, Charlotte decides, I've just you know. This is the year I'm getting married. I'm landing a man. I'm one going way to or get another. married. Yeah. And so, you know, I love you guys, but I'm going to spend some more time hanging out with my married friends. So she can get set up. So that she can get set up and, you know, and get married, meet someone to marry. Because she's tired of fucking around. She's tired of fucking potential. And she is ready to, to get married. She's ready to marry potential. Right. And then Samantha. She's still fucking Richard? No, she's no. She takes the. I don't think she's met Richard yet. Okay. She 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 takes home her fireman. Oh, that's right. That she likes, and he invites her to come to the firehouse, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And you know, we, there's a lot of times during these during these episodes where we talk about fantasy, right? right? Fantasies, desires, and this is one of these things where she's like. Oh my god like i'm gonna go to the firehouse this and is like, gonna be the place where all the hot firemen are yes and yeah. like this is like a fantasy realized and she walks in she's thinking it's gonna be a gangbang right and they're all kind of hanging out there's a lot of them are kind of overweight and they're all watching sports and it's like because there's a lot of sitting around there's a when, lot of sitting around you're a firefighter yeah yeah and they cook for each other like it's literally a brotherhood right mm-hmm. like i yep. one of my one of my dearest friends husbands is a firefighter and you know, they get very, very close because there's a lot of time to hang around, like mm-hmm. sit around. And mm-hmm. and when you're not, like when you're working, you're bonding through trauma, right? right. Like you're, you're seeing a lot of shitty things. Yeah. A lot of people think that firefighters deal with a lot of fires. They don't. They deal with more accidents. Well, and- at least here in Canada, they do that. I don't know about that in the States if they do that. But if there's a road accident, the fire department is called out. I remember when I was 16, I had a car accident. And were the firefighters hot? I totaled my parents' car. Yeah, you you destroyed that car. I did. I did. I did destroy that car. I made a horseshoe out of it. Oof. And I called somebody like... I, I got out of the car and I was in shock. And somebody sent me across six lanes of highway... To four, sit down? Four lanes or? of highway. No, to call 911. Right, because nobody had a fucking cell phone. No, it was 1988. <laughs> and I they, they gave me... They sent me across the highway... Four four lanes of traffic. I thought it was six, but it was four lanes you of traffic. You your car in half. Literally, like, got T-boned. Oh, you got T-boned. T-boned and right. sent into the ditch to call 911. And the fire the fire department is always the first ones to show up. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. So, but they, they spend a lot of time sitting around watching TV, watching sports, cooking yeah. for each other, just, you know. And Samantha's kind of like, oh, geez. This like, is less sexy than I thought it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> Anyway, so I mean, I think I think that I feel a little uncomfortable at this point sexualizing any profession because I think that's a little bit weird. Oh, whatever. I don't think no, firemen. Oh, uh, whatever. I don't think firemen are upset by that. But what about firewomen? 
Okay. I mean, there are there are women who work in the fire department, but it's still generally a, a fairly male-dominated profession. Like, there's that there's that video that you show me. It's like puppets. <laughs> like cops versus firemen. Yeah. And oh my god, co- we got to put that in. And the cop is like, I get shot at. I'm not gonna lie to and you. The, and the fireman's like, I get laid. I get laid. <laughs> Stay in school. Yeah, yeah, right. Everybody's- and the cops like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a, there's there's a YouTube video that has all the parts. I will put I will put it in. <laughs> and it's funny because my ex husband is a cop, and it's and pretty he, much all the shit he would complain about. Right? Oh my god, he was so angry because nobody likes him when the cops show nobody up. Nobody likes cops. No. It would be like, "Could you please step back?" And they go, "Fuck you, pig!" And he and it's really disrespectful, or whatever. And he would get so mad. And then a firefighter would be standing right next to him and go, "Could you please get back?" And they'd be like, "No problem." Like, would you like some water? And yeah, and like panties like, are just flying through the air at them. <laughs> if they're even if they're even existing at that point, usually they just, <laughs> they just evaporate on site. From, from yeah, all the juices. So I have a question. So there's there is uh, I have a little note here. I'm not sure which episode it is, but maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait. Yeah, you're still setting up the third season. I am, but we're kind of like we just jump just, back and forth. Just we're just kind of highlighting. We're just kind of highlighting. Okay. So Carrie starts dating this Bill Kelly guy, this right, the, politician the, who's running for re-election of his of his position. Okay. And she doesn't know anything about politics, and and, and she, certainly doesn't know what a comptroller does. No, no, I don't even know what a comptroller. I think does. a comptroller is like a budget officer. Or something yeah, like that. something like that. But, I don't, I'm gonna look. But hold she's on. she's imagining. I don't think it matters. But she's imagining herself as a de facto Jackie Onassis, right? Where they're going to be some. She some wears the political, smart outfits, right. and and she goes to all the the functions, and oh, uh, the comptroller is the chief fiscal officer that ensures that state and local governments use taxpayer money effectively and efficiently to promote the common good. Okay. That's what a comptroller is. Cool. A budget guy. So he a seems, numbers dude. So he seems like like he's so the guy, right. right? And they're dating and everything seems fine. And then he reveals to her one night that he would like... She She's, she's like, you know, is there anything that you would like? Like sexually? Yeah. Okay. And he says, well... You know what I'd really like? I would like for us to get in the sh- have a shower together. And she's like, oh, that sounds nice. And get all clean. And then I would like you to pee on me. Ooh, he's into water sports. <laughs> and she's like, what? Which, again, one of the overarching themes looking back on this entire series. Is that she's incredibly sex negative. She's incredibly sex negative And... And closed-minded for a sex columnist. For somebody whose job is supposed to be writing about sex and relationships, she seems very conservative in a lot of ways. Yes. So the question that this begs is, how do you deal with a partner laying out a kink that you're not into or that you're not comfortable with? Well, I'm going to invoke Uncle Dan here. Okay. But there is a price of entry. And you need to decide whether or not this kink is price something. Of price of admission, sorry. Right. That you need to decide if this is something that you can accept or not accept. And if you can't accept it, right. Are you willing to let your partner get that need met elsewhere? Right. That seems like a super easy one to be like, you need to be peed on. I'm not comfortable with that. But you know what? There is this dominatrix or sex worker or whoever. That will pee on you, and you just gotta throw him some money every now and now and again. Mm-hmm. Go do that. That's cool. 
Like if your kink, if the kink is just being peed on, not followed by any kind of sexual intercourse, it seems like a pretty easy thing to be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Somebody else is going to go do that. Do you think it would be like, do, do you think that that's what it would be where it's like, I just want you to pee on me, but I don't want to fuck after. I can't imagine, like, it's not my kink. So, I mean, <laughs> Brave Ones. I mean, if it was, this would be a hell of a time to roll it out. If brave Ones out there, if this is your kink and you want to write in and you can do, a, you know, we won't put it on the show or anything. But if you want to try and explain to us about why this is your thing but i imagine it's the humiliation factor of somebody mm. releasing those kind of fluids it on seems you. like a lot of like ds yeah um. and and that, that, like you're just gonna take it ugh, right that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing right right but i don't think there necessarily is a sexual component to it i but, think it's the degradation side right of the bdsm right but i also think that it's it's one of those things where some people have less of a sensitivity about fluids in general and it's just a warm fluid from your partner like there's a scene in horrible bosses where <laughs> they i feel just, like i need to see this movie have you not we're gonna watch it tonight that's okay. what we're gonna do after no, this we're gonna but watch anyway it. okay so no we're watching trash tv but no no, okay. no we're gonna watch horrible bosses then we're gonna watch trash tv so there's this scene in horrible bosses where they decide they're gonna kill their horrible bosses Okay. And so they hire a guy. And this guy specializes in, quote, wet work. And mm. and Charlie Day is like, that means, like, he kills people, right? They think he's a hitman. So this, this James Bond guy shows up, starts rolling out a tarp. And it turns out that the wet work is that he pees on people for a living. <laughs> and not that he's a hitman. I imagine that there are people that are going to do this for money that doesn't necessarily involve sex afterwards. Okay. All right. All to say that if this is your kink and your partner isn't willing to indulge you in that kink or isn't able to indulge you in that kink, I feel like that was a missed opportunity for Carrie to be like, okay, comptroller, like, I'm not going to pee on you. Right. But this chick will. Right. But what she does, what she does do is make suggestions... Does she? She makes suggestions about, like, I'm not super comfortable. Like, there are a few moments... Where I go, you know what? I I think that's reasonable what she's saying. She handles it well. She says, I'm not super comfortable with that. And she, I mean, she spends a couple of moments where like, she just, they go, they go out to an Indian restaurant and the curry's super hot and she won't drink anything because she doesn't want to be able to pee. Because she feels like he's going to force her to do it Yeah, and he's like, so I can't stay over tonight. And she's like, oh, that's no problem. And then she starts gulping Gulping water. water. Oh, my God. She's (laughs) such a fucking mess. So so she thinks about it. And she's like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with doing that. But, like, what if I, like, dribbled hot tea on you? Like, that might feel good. Or she, she offers a couple of... It's not the same. No, I know. But it's like... I think she kind of, she's like, maybe I could leave the door open when I'm going pee. Although I'm not really, not really comfortable with that either. But like, maybe I could dribble hot tea on you. Like that might feel good. And then he gets all shitty and says, you know, my campaign manager is kind of, has some concerns about me dating you because like, you know, you're a sex columnist. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's and she the was like, um, you asked me to pee on you. Like, so I've thought about, you know, running for office or like working in like, like doing diplomatic yeah, work diplomatic and, core or something like that sure but the whole like are, is there anything that we need to know about kind of conversation 
seems pretty invasive. Yeah. And and I can imagine the comptroller having to be like, oh, ugh, optically it might look weird. And the thing is, is he's like, he's super dashing and he knows everybody and he's like super well connected in New York. Mm-hmm. And yet, if he's with Carrie... That might turn some people off because she's a sex columnist, and she, and she's not she's not like a, she's not like Dan Savage, but it's in the the Star or something like that. Like it's not like the, the New, New York, York Times, Post, I think, New York or Post, like that. Yeah. New York Star. It's New York Star. I'm pretty sure, right? Because it's a made up newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's the but, Post, basically. Is what yeah, it is. it's the it's the Sun. If wherever you live, you have a Sun newspaper. It's that version of the newspaper. It's the trashy, right? It's kind of like headline yeah, kind of it's newspaper. It's the Toronto Sun. It's the Toronto. Sun. There, there are suns in in every country. There are suns. Is there really in multiple and cities? All there's, and they're all the they're same. All trash they have a mags. bikini girl on page three, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. So then, uh, I'm glad I saved it because it, it's in episode two. Samantha meets this very handsome, very charming, very engaging man at a bar. Okay. And they decide to go on a date and they exchange cards and he hops off the stool and he is literally at nipple height. Oh my God, he looks like... Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, that's exactly <laughs> oh who it is. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a, we never talked about that, but no, doesn't but, he look like Andy, but Andy Garcia? Gar- Andy super- Garcia voices like Fat Tony in The Simpsons. <laughs> and he, he, he looks and sounds exactly like that. Have you ever seen Internal Affairs? Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Yeah, fucking great movie. Him and Richard Gere. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's so fucking and, dark. And this guy is is he's tiny. I mean, Sam's in heels. I get the impression. I don't know how tall Kim Cattrall actually is, but I feel like she's probably like five six, five seven. Yeah. And then she also wears like she's, wears she's like three tall. four inch heels. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's getting close to like yeah. five eight, five nine, but something he's like, like that. Five four. Five four, on a good day with his hair <laughs> like pulled up. When he first up. gets out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so that begs the question, like, how important is height? Like, would you be able to date a woman taller than you? On dating apps, Mm -hmm. this is a thing. I know. People put their heights in. Like, if you're on Bumble, there's a section for your height. So, like, it's in your bio kind of thing. In Tinder, it's not. Like, you have to put it in there. It's like 6'2", in case it matters. And then that's the thing. You you see guys that will put their their height in and put that... Because apparently it matters. You know, and you're like, fuck off. But I've also seen... I mean, I don't see those profiles. But I see the women's profiles where they ask... I'm tall, I want you to be this tall, or right. I only date people above this certain height, or whatever. Right. And for some people, I guess it's a thing. Now, I'm not short, but I'm also, as much as I want to be six feet, height. I'm 5'10". So, I'm not, I would love to be six feet tall, but I'm not. But I'm also not super short. So, I, like, I'm okay. I don't have a problem at my height dating a woman who is taller than me like what if a woman is 5'8 and she likes to wear heels are you no cool problem. with that yeah no problem. that doesn't bother you because honestly like the couple of it inch difference when you lie well down. that's you you've always said that we're all the same height when we lie down right no i didn't say we're the same same height i said every all the important bits line up well when that's you lie. true most of the difference in height is is, is leg length yeah. yeah yeah that's just from my my kin growth and development course so I don't have a problem dating a woman who's taller than me. I've never dated a woman who's taller than me. So maybe it's maybe it's like, uh, like. I mean, I'm just asking because I'm five feet on a good day. Everybody is taller than you. Everyone's taller than me. So I've never had that problem. And this is the thing. Shorter guys 
like me and taller guys like me. Would you date a guy who is shorter than you? Like if Big Ed from 90 Day showed up being four foot ten or whatever. No, he is? because he's a dick. Well, he's an asshole, but but um, if he was a great guy, would you have a problem with that? I don't think so. I mean, this is the thing. I've never had that experience. So what's the shortest guy you've ever dated that you can remember? Dated or like gone out on a date well, with? Well, gone out on a date with. Um, where you have been able to tell. How my doing guy was like five... Five. Oh wow! Were you in heels that day? I'm. I was always, in, always heels in heels on a first so date. So you would have been almost the same height as him then, because you wear four yeah. or five inch heels normally. Usually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my very good male friend at the time, I was talking to him on the phone while I was getting ready for the date, and he was like, "How tall is he?" And because he's like, "Don't you have a date tonight?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You sound super excited about it." He's like, how tall is he? And I said, I don't know. He doesn't. He didn't say in his profile. And he's like, he's short. He's short. Yeah, he didn't say. And I and I was like, how do you know that? He's like, because I know. Because I know. And and he was. That's not why I didn't want to date him, though. I didn't want to date him because he was fucking weird. Right. Yeah. And he was about to lose his driver's license. He was about to surrender his driver's license, but he assured me because it was he, fine because of a DUI, right? Because of a DUI. It's okay. I have a boat, so I'll just show up. Yeah. At, at he the said harbor. it's okay. I'll have a I have a boat, so I'll just sail up the. Up the Golden Horseshoe. You know what? I'm going to call bullshit on that because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to drive a boat if you've lost your your car license. Well, it's a separate license. It is. But if you get if you get pinched in Canada anyways. But I feel like there's not as many boats, like police boats, that are like just mm, randomly pulling people over. Unless you're doing something super I dangerous. Don't, I, don't I mean, know. he was willing to take the risk for me. Well, isn't that sexy? <laughs> we hugged it out. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring it up is because well, Sam is weird about it. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like because she agrees to the date before she realizes how tall he is, and then he hops off the bar stool and he's like, <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you too." It's like she's grading it. She's dating a grade seven, and at the same time, because Charlotte is trying to find a husband, she has what's called like a used man party. So it's a party where you bring a man that you're no longer interested in, and it's sort of like um, like a swap where you go, okay. How is this okay? Yeah. One woman's trash is another woman's Treasure. gold, right? Yeah, pretty like- much. Yeah, and, and this is like if you flip that, it would be horrible. Is that like is that okay? Uh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. If I brought like the ex girlfriends that I didn't want anymore to a party to maybe pass them off to some other dude, that would be fucking terrible. I mean, that's like pimping. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> but again, this is the theme for this season. Sexualizing men is okay. It's sexualizing women. Objectifying. Okay. Objectifying women. Yeah. Or men and, is and okay. just throwing them away like trash. Whatever. Here's my trash man for you to enjoy. You, sir, are garbage. <laughs> You, sir, are made of denim. <laughs> you You're, do not get an opinion. You do. <laughs> and so Samantha brings her she, short guy. Does she bring short guy? She brings short guy to the party, and he doesn't realize what kind of party it is. And um, this woman, he's talking, he's making a drink, and this woman's like, are you, have you met anybody? And he's like, no, I came with somebody. And she's like, yeah, like everybody did. Like someone... Your ex-girlfriend, right? And he's like, what are, what are you talking about? And, and so then he finds out what the party is about. And he confronts Miranda or Sam. Samantha and says... Well, confronts her nipples because that's how tall Confronts her nipples and says, 
what the fuck? Like you bring me to this part. And she was like, listen, I just, he's like, listen, I'm the best you've ever had. I will be the best sex you've ever had. And she was like, what? And he was like, I'm telling you, man, like you like, like in bed, I may be a small guy, but in bed, I'm a fucking giant. What he lacks in, in height, he makes up for in confidence for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, all right, Does let's she, go. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay. and she, yeah. And, and I think, I think the footnote is like, they date for another couple of weeks before she, she dumps him because he's like, and she appreciates the fact that he has all this confidence and it's just like, I don't give a fuck. And so what I'm short, I'm going to rock your world. I'll fuck the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he impresses her, you know, and I mean, a couple of weeks is probably a a long time for For Sam. That's a long-term relationship. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, so that's kind of funny. So I just want to think about. I, I don't, that's not something that I have any experience in because everybody's being so short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being so short. So yeah. So that's kind of funny. So one of the other themes, you know, there's a lot about big and Natasha. Right. Okay. Carrie's all buttered. About so, it. so I think around the third episode, big, big's marriage announcement, his wedding announcement shows up in the New York times. Right. And again, I think this season is the season, you know, the first and second season and a lot of seasons after this, I fucking hate Carrie. But I think in this season, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for her and I identify with her a lot. In well, this, this is the start of Big going from being this really cool guy to being kind of an asshole. It's so painful all around. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, there's a lot going on. So Big and Natasha get married. The... Announcement shows up in the New York Times. Charlotte tries to hide it from her at brunch. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. And so they go back to Carrie's apartment. And I I might tear up on this one because I find this really like, so she asks Charlotte to read it to her. She's like, just do it. Just you got to rip the bandaid off. off. You just got to read it to me. And she hears about the love of her life marrying someone else. And it's fucking heartbreaking. Right. And it's not just that. It's not just that he didn't choose her, but she feels like fucking trash. Where he's like, she's like, Natasha is this like five foot ten, model thin, from a good family, working for Ralph Lauren, fucking, you know what I mean? And she said, and I'm just this fucking piece of shit who writes a sex column in this trashy newspaper. Mm-hmm. She gets all down on herself. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I, I, I felt that so hard, you know, where when you feel like you're in competition with, with someone for someone that you love, do you know what I mean? Like, you, well, you, that she's insignificant in comparison to all the shit that Natasha brings to Big's life. Or she right. must be if Big chooses Natasha right. over her. And this is the thing. I think, you know, when you think about, it's like, you know, is it what other people think of you or is it how you view yourself? Oh, a lot of that is her own self-loathing. About for lot, sure. be, not for being sure. worthy. Yeah. Right? What's and I, wrong with her that Big won't marry her? And I think that that was sort of a hallmark of their relationship is that she always felt less than him. Like he's he was perfect, perfect looking, perfect job, perfect. She put that dick up on a pedestal. She did. That's what happened. She did. 
And, you know, there's an episode, there's a, a part where she's out clothes shopping with Miranda and Natasha is there also trying on clothes. Right. She comes out of like the change room next yep. to Carrie. Yeah. And she's got, you know, she's got this beautiful dress on and she's like, you know, I'm the chair. I'm on the board for the Women in the Arts Council and we're having this big luncheon. Right. You should come. You sh- And she said, oh, yeah, well, I'm a member. Carrie says, I'm a member. And she's I never ne- go. She's never been to a, a function, but she decides that she's going to go to this function and look completely fabulous. And right. To prove what? To prove to Natasha that she gave Big up because Big wasn't good enough for her. Right. Not that not that she isn't good enough for Big. And I think that this is an important thing, you know, when we had Dr. Fisher on to talk about about this competition between women where different relationships between people are different. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us feel jealousy and feel insecurity and feel competition between women because we think that all of these relationships are the same and they're not. They're not. They're not the same. And I think it's it's difficult. Like Carrie can't just accept that the relationship between her and Big was just too much work. Yeah. And that Natasha is just easier for Big. And that and that is the point. It's not that Natasha's better in mm. any way. It's that it's it's an easier relationship and he's that's what he's looking for oh, at this point. Yeah. Or he thinks he is. Yeah, well, I mean, is Natasha is. throwing Big Max at his fucking head at two o'clock in the morning? Right, exactly. Like, it, there was a, I mean, you look at season one and two, and there's a lot of pushing and pushing and pushing from Carrie. Yeah. Come meet my friends. It's and, raining out. I don't want to go outside. Uh. And not listening to what he was saying. I don't, I'm not ready to introduce you to my mother. This is something that's, you know, my mother and I, and she would push and push and push and push. And he didn't like that. No. He was trying to set boundaries down. She would crush through them every time. And he was like, I don't want to do this. You know? That's not to say that Natasha is is right. She's just different than Carrie. Right. And I think, you know, th- this this is a lot about female competition. Charlotte has some, is dealing with some body image issues at the spa. Is she? Yeah. Do you remember what, like... They, they all go to the spot and they all, they're all like naked in the steam room and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do that because she's worried about her thighs or whatever. And it reminds me, like, I actually thought about this a little bit when we were at that spot in Montreal. Right. Where, you know, people didn't seem to be as... Self-conscious. As self-conscious about their bodies no, The because, French are different though. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that also had to do with the fact, and we talked about it in previous episodes, the fact that nobody had a camera. Mm-hmm. So so nobody had to worry about right. that kind of thing. But the fact that Charlotte, because Charlotte of all of, like, of the four, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on record and say that she's probably in the best shape of the four of them. Um, I disagree. Do you? Who do you think is in the best shape? Samantha. Samantha's in great shape, but I think Charlotte's in better shape. Okay. Well, Charlotte's younger, but... True. You know. Okay. This is a big one for me. All right. So, Carrie starts dating. I don't remember his name in the episode, but he's he's also on Friends as Tag, the assistant to Jennifer Aniston's character. Oh, who he's she, a bisexual guy, she isn't like, he? Oh, she, like, openly sexually harasses him on Friends. Yeah, he's the bisexual guy. He's the bisexual guy, so... Yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, which I don't know why we did that, but... Okay, um, she starts dating him now in season she three. She starts dating him, this okay. 20-something guy, and she's like, tell me about your last relationship. 
Something about Mark or... And he says, well, your past relationships. Well, there was Jessica and then there was, you know, Ashley and then there was Mark. And she was like, what? And so then there's this big conversation at brunch about bisexual men. Right. And this is, I think, one of the moments where she is the most judgy. Carrie is? Carrie is the most judgy. And (laughs) Samantha outs herself as a trisexual a try, she'll try anything. She'll try anything. <laughs> and there's there's a part where actually Alanis Morissette makes a guest appearance Is in she this in episode. This too? Yeah, because the, she goes to this party with him, and they play spin the bottle. With, and Alanis with, Morissette with tag from Friends. Yeah, okay. and so there's like men and women at this party, and like Carrie's sitting there, of course, on the ground smoking a cigarette. Gross! If yeah. you're playing spin the bottle, Ugh. you should not be smoking. And the bottle points to Alanis Morissette. And Carrie goes, oops, it's a girl. Try it again. And Alanis Morissette goes, that's okay. And she crawls over and, and kisses, kisses Carrie. Kisses Carrie, yeah. And Carrie fucking freaks the she fuck out. She loses her shit. And leaves the party. Yeah. And well, because like, Carrie's a fucking princess, that's why. It's fucking weird. I, I, just find, I just find there are certain times in this series where... She's so judgy and so close-minded. Yeah. It's like, how are you a sex columnist? How are you writing right? about sex and relationships? And and when I think about it now, so this season was in 2000. Right. So we're in 2021 now. Yeah. And is it even a big deal to kiss a woman? I mean, for me to kiss a woman? Well, no, because you're bisexual. But even if I wasn't. Well, no, because every guy has been has grown up at this point in 2021. We've been masturbating to lesbian born for lesbian porn produced for men by men for decades at this point. So it's always right. been it's always been the paradox of bisexuality that it's totally okay for women right. to be bi. Generally speaking, I mean there are exceptions to that, but for the most part, people are way more accepting about a woman being bi. Than, than a, a man, man being bi. Because if a man is bi, it's just one stop before gay town. Which they say, yeah. which they talk about. And I think that's so offensive to talk about that. Well, that, yeah. That bi invisibility for men is a big problem. Yes. I think bi invisibility in general is a huge problem. But yeah. I think it affects men disproportionately more than it affects women. I agree. By, by men versus by women. And, yeah. and I, like, hey man, normalize bisexuality for men. Yeah. A lot of straight women won't date bisexual men. The, I'm not the sure dick is what too that scary. Is is I don't know dick? what that's about. I don't know. I don't know. But I I mean, straight women take a dick. Why why is that a problem if it's the dude that but takes a dick? But it's the same kind of thing, right? Just dick. because you're bisexual doesn't mean that you're going to express that part of your sexuality if you are in a committed monogamous relationship well, that, that you've discussed. We, there are a lot of people who are bisexual that are in monogamous relationships. Right. But I think the feeling is that if they are bi at some point, they will need to break that monogamous commitment to satisfy that other side of them, right? Well, that's something to discuss, though, isn't it? Well, you would think. All right. So then, Carrie meets Aiden. Fucking furniture Aiden. Fuck Aiden. You are probably the least biggest fan of Aiden (laughs) that I've ever met. Because I've met a lot of people who think Aiden is the fucking... Cats meow. Seriously? Yeah. And he's a dick. So Aiden is a furniture. I don't know, he does maker. like restoration furniture. He makes he makes furniture. Yeah. And and she meets him at 
like at a gallery. I think she goes. I think she goes with Stanford, and it's like he tells her, like, if you tell her, if you tell the the furniture makers that you're a designer, you get a a discount, right? And she sees this this ugly chair that she wants to buy. (laughs) And he's very tall, and he's very bohemian, and. You know, he's got this giant dog and he's kind of like... Who like hangs out in the studio with him. Yeah. And... and He's just dripping with pretension, man. Yeah. I. You know what? I find him instantly unlikable. He's got a punchable face. <laughs> and I mean, like as the an actor... The actor can't hand... Like he can't change that. No, he just, no. Just he's also... He's also like the guy in... My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. He's the husband of that. He was also in Northern Exposure, I oh, think. Oh, that's right. It's John Corbett is the is John the Corbett, yeah. which, no shade to John Corbett. No, I'm sure he's lovely. he's had lovely. some great roles. It's just but, him in Sex and the City as but Aiden. But Aiden, like, he's very... He comes across... I think he thinks he's coming across as, like, old-fashioned and traditional, but he actually comes across as, like, super judgy and shamey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... One of the features of Carrie's character is that she is a notorious chain smoker, which I don't totally enjoy, but he makes a fucking big deal about it. Well, he tries to change her about that. That's his big sort of thing is that he he doesn't like that she smokes. He actually says to her, I can't date a smoker. Yeah, he's vocal about it. None of the other dudes in her life have said that no they don't seem to have a problem with it but he's like i I can't date a smoker and she was like and she instantly is like oh well like it's not a big deal like she's a chameleon right we've talked about well and this is the thing she's she's attracted to him and she's still smarting from her breakup with big and she's thinking you know what like am i gonna throw away my opportunity to have a relationship with this guy for cigarettes and this is the thing I, you know, I'm going to reveal to our audience. I used to be a smoker. Yes. And so, and I was a smoker at the time when this came out and my ex-husband pretty much said the same thing to me. I right. don't want to date a smoker. And so I, I felt that. Yeah. He was really fucking strict about that. He seeing really as he was. married you and made babies with you. He did. He did. But I, he didn't like it. And I love how you quit after your ex-husband. Yeah, I didn't quit until after I divorced him. <laughs> I'm not going to be a smoker. Does that make me a bitch? That's fine. I'm going to quit after I'm done with you. <laughs> so she pretends that she's not as much of a smoker as she is. Or that it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, exactly. It just seems to be a problematic relationship from the get-go. Oh, hells yeah. Steve wants to move in with Miranda. No, why? Why does he want to move in with Miranda? Just because they've been they they're hanging out so much, and then he has to get up and leave every night. Or yeah, something. and he leaves his stuff there and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. and and Miranda's got this giant apartment, right? And he's got a shitty apartment. And he because- lives in in a fucking garbage apartment. We see that in in the last season mm-hmm. when she went to go pick him up for the, right, right, the benefit or whatever. And it's he's got like a hot plate. <laughs> And a bed and like the bathrooms across the hall or some shit. Like right. it's not a nice, not a nice space. And you know, and I, she's, she's hesitant about it. And I, I get it. Yeah, I know you get it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, as we haul our cookies 120 kilometers each way to, to get to each other's houses. 
I get it. I know you. I know that's how you feel about it. Okay, but you it's 120 kilometers. It's, okay. it's not like we both live in Manhattan. No, but it's your own space. I get it. Well, I, I understand why you sympathize with there. No, my... no, 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 no. It's nothing about that. Miranda likes her own space, and you enjoy your own space. That's all that that comes to. That's why I think you can sympathize with that. Or I, empathize with that. I can. I can. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I. And I understand that. So it's funny. We're watching Darcy and Stacy right now. Oh my God. Don't guys. And, don't. and Darcy is, is making a big deal about her boyfriend, Georgie, that is still keeping his bachelor apartment in DC. And she's like, it just means that he's not committed to the relationship. And I think I said something to you about, you know, backing yourself into a corner isn't a requirement for taking a relationship seriously. No. And I think... I feel like too many people back themselves into a corner and trap themselves in a relationship where they're like, you know what? This would be so much easier and so much better if we just maintained our own spaces and if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, then we we go back to our respective spaces and it's fine. But he lives in a garbage apartment. I know, I know. And she has a super nice space. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's a conundrum because it's like, there's a lot of reasons for them to move in together. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah, of reasons. Yeah. And and this is the thing, you know, I mean, I, I often cite the work of Dr. Wednesday Martin, who talks about that that proximity is a desire killer for women sure, so sure. often. This is one of the seasons where we are introduced to the very, very rare black character is this the one that sam's dating yes the guy that sam's dating he's like a club promoter he owns a jazz club he's like a record he's like a record executive or something like that and his sister is a chef at and a friend of carrie's it seems like somehow they're connected who owns this restaurant yeah it's really hip joint and she and samantha starts dating her record executive brother and this is one of the issues again that i have with this series is that when they introduce black characters they are kind of shitty well characters. The, the sister is the sister is so yeah. the sister sits samantha down and says i don't want you dating my brother i yeah. don't i don't want my brother dating a white woman she comes over as if she's like hey how's the food you know the chef visiting the tables and she's like basically whatever your intentions are with my brother knock it the fuck off yeah because he's gonna marry a black woman yeah and we're tired of white women taking our men and blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah she's she's really not nice to sam no and and sam and and this is the thing like she sort of shoots back you know because she's sam because she's sam and People show up at the wrong time and get the wrong impression. And she, I mean, Sam walks away because it's basically like she cannot win. She's not going to win this no. fight. And and it's a little disappointing because there seems to be some real chemistry between these two. Like, yes. It's kind of a sweet relationship. And so, yeah. But she just walks away. She does. She does just walk because away. Because you know what? As a white guy, I can't presume to understand no. what that is like in that community or in that culture so i don't i don't fully get it but i think sam was clever or just was like man okay whatever i'm not no i think i'm not gonna push against this no she was smart to walk away and just say you know what i don't want to cause i don't want to cause issues between i would have loved to have seen the the interaction between the brother and sister being like sis what the fuck are you doing man this chick is hot and i'm enjoying this and like yeah but it's funny like family shit is weird 
Family shit is weird. Well, some people, not these two people, but some people feel a lot of obligation. <laughs> you mean not these two not people? Not these two on, people okay, talking right. right now, no. Right. But there's some people who feel a lot of familial obligation or that pressure is really heavy. Right. And then there's other people, like these two people, that don't feel that kind of thing. And I feel like Sam's boyfriend in that episode very much because there was some history like their mom was gone and his sister raised him yeah, like she like had some kind of pseudo parent role right. with him and yeah. so it was complicated charlotte encounters the worst kisser ever how does this guy kiss he basically like eats her chin oh yeah no you were triggered big time by this guy <laughs> okay my question to you is yes i don't want to dwell too long on this how important is kissing. So I've always approached kissing as sort of the entree to what comes next. <laughs> okay. In the sense that if you are a good... When you kiss somebody, mm-hmm. you are advertising your skill set. Oh. It's like a preview? Yeah. All right. Right? So if you're a bad kisser, then you're bad in bed. Yes. Is that true? Do you know... Do you have any evidence for I, that? I don't know. You would be better able to to assess that claim. <laughs> uh huh. Because you've never had a bad kisser. I've had lots of. It's different. No, no, no. I mean, I fucked her anyway. No, yeah, it's it's different. <laughs> I think I think for for somebody who has a vagina, the kiss mm-hmm. is the indication on how the vagina is going to be treated, or okay, how that vulva right, is going to be okay, treated, okay, how that okay. clit is going to be treated. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. So if you're a bad kisser. Then you're gonna do you're you're not gonna eat pussy as well as somebody who is a good kisser. So if you think back to your people, yes, bad kissers equal bad eating pussy. Good kissers equal good eating um, pussy. It does it track. I wouldn't say that there was a direct correlation because I've had good kissers. Sure. That don't that were that eat sucked great at pussy, eating pussy. Yeah. And I've had bad kissers that are bad at eating pussy. Okay. Yeah. But is that... So there's no clear theme? cut? <laughs> <laughs> but but I've never had a bad... I mean, this is the thing. Most bad kissers don't get past... The kissing stage. The kissing stage. Right. Which is... Which explains why on our first date, I kissed you before I even said hi. Well, yeah. But we hadn't even heard each other's voice. No. And we were kissing. Pretty much. Because, and, I, because but, I didn't want to waste... Anytime. But did you take that kiss and go, oh, this is going to be one oh, way? Oh, yeah. I was or, like... But why? So what was it about the kiss then that, that made you think that, that it was going to translate to something else later? Because I think the answer is very telling with Charlotte's experience in pressure, terms of... Pressure, placement, passion, sure. tongue action, you know, saliva control. There, There's a lot there. Okay. There's a lot there. You're a very good kisser. Well, thank you. And that, I felt like, you know what? This is going to be fun. And it was. Okay. I mean, here we are four and a half years later. Right. But with Charlotte's situation, the guy like ate her face. Oh, it was terrible. And and she was like, you're a bad kisser. And he gets, again, fragile masculinity. <laughs> he freaks the fuck out like, about what? it. Like, it's my thing. And she was like, no. No, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's terrible. Which... Trash. Uh, it's not the way that I think she should handle it because everybody she likes tries, things differently. She tries to instruct no one. No woman likes their tongue. Their their. Don't chin say eating. no woman. 
There might be a woman out there that's like, you know what? My chin getting licked is the fucking sexiest thing. If you are a woman thing. that likes a man to suck on her chin, please DM us and let us know. So that who B can be are. right because I'm pretty sure that I'm right on this. That there I are some women are. who enjoy that style of kissing. No, I don't think so. I don't there think any woman enjoys their face getting sucked off. I don't think no? that's true. No, I don't agree. Okay. Okay. Carrie starts dating Aiden, and right, furniture she guy. has a hard time discerning whether he thinks of her as a girlfriend or a friend. Now, why is that? Because they haven't slept together. They've been on a couple of dates. They've been out. They've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks, and he keeps kind of walking away from her. And she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And this, I have a real problem with this. And this is the thing: it's it comes across so manipulative for me, where he basically says to her, "She was like, okay, yeah, well, like whatever." Like she gets frustrated with him because he doesn't try and have sex with her, right? And he was like. I just, I, I just want to like care about somebody before I have sex with them. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, that's kind of sweet. And that fucking pisses me off so much because it's like, why is there a time limit on caring about someone? Like, I've been able to care about somebody that I've just met or have sex with someone that I've just met recently. Like, I don't have to like oh, I've dated this person for five weeks now. Now I can have sex with them because now I care about them. Like, why is there a time stamp on, like, caring about people? Like, why can't you care about them because they're fucking human beings? Mm -hmm. Like, where does there have to be... You know what I'm saying? Like, and here, again, is this sort of sex-shamey, judgy, kind of puritanical, you know, where Carrie is like, are we all sluts? Like, is this the, are we the problem? (laughs) Because she wants to have sex with this new guy. And he's like, I just want to, you know, care about someone before I have sex with them. (laughs) And it's like, okay, let's go back to Samantha and James, where Samantha gets emotionally involved, falls in love with this guy, and then they are completely sexually incompatible. Yeah. And it becomes a very painful situation for both of them. Yeah. And it's such an interesting thing where it comes from the guy where it's like, can't we just wait a little bit till we get to know each other a little better? That strikes me as a guy who's not actually that interested. That That's what I would feel like. Yeah. If someone didn't try, if I said no, then or, okay. But, but the thing is, is that like... Sexual compatibility is something that needs to be established early in the relationship. Otherwise, why do you keep going? Sexual incompatibility is a big problem in a relationship. But I think in a monogamous relationship. I think what I think what Aiden is signaling here is that sex is not that important to him, in which case he's willing to wait to do it. Because I think for you or for me we would want to know that we are sexually compatible with the person that we're potentially emotionally investing in. Right. To see whether or not that is possible. Whereas he doesn't value sexual compatibility at the same level, in which case, so he's willing to put off that. And I mean, that's that's a thing too that I think is is not as common, but happens. Where the perception is that all men are hypersexual and that's all they're interested in. Oh, I'm sure there are some that are not. Well, yeah, there are. But I think for for Carrie to slut 
shame herself because Aiden comes across, well, I just want to make sure that I care about somebody. Well, Aiden makes her second guess so much shit about her But anyways. this is what I'm saying. He's a he's an asshole. Like I, Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, Aiden, he's so sweet. He's, so he's sweet. a fucking asshole and he's manipulative and he doesn't accept her the way she is. And he doesn't, you know, she's always feeling like, ugh, you know, I'm, I'm shitty because I'm a smoker. I'm a slut. I'm this, I'm that, right? And then Miranda gets, she tests positive for chlamydia. <laughs> and she doesn't know where she got it and because it's television nobody's using condoms <laughs> and it's so cringy because she has to fucking call she has to call, call all these dick. men and and say so i have chlamydia you might want to get tested blah 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 blah, blah. And, she- and it's horrifying and it's the same thing it it comes across very shamey, like right. she got chlamydia because she's a fucking slut and blah blah blah, and she has to call back angry guy. Yeah, right. He's the lawyer, right? Yeah. There's a couple of highlights of the the phone calls where one is like, yeah. So anyway, like congratulations on the baby and whatever. Like this guy got married and had a baby in the time that it's been since they've been together. And then she has to call Angry Guy, who's that lawyer who makes partner, and he's still a fucking dick. And he's like, yeah, what do you want? And she's like, um, you know, I have chlamydia. Like, you might want to get yourself tested. And he's like, yeah, I got tested. And she's like, and? And he's like, and I had it, so. And she was like, so maybe you gave it to me? And he's like, like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. And she was like, you don't think that maybe you should have called to tell me? And he's like, you told me never to call you again. And she's like, and now I know why. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. And you think, this is why you need to use condoms. Yeah. You don't want to have conversations with people you don't fuck anymore about no. that. No. And obviously this guy had no fucking regard for her sexual health or his own. And it, it kind of blows my mind that this is, you know, 2000. Yeah, this has been not even, what, 10, 15 years since the height of the AIDS epidemic? Yes. Yeah. Where they scared all of us. Yeah. You super successfully. You less so. I mean, I still behaved appropriately. Yeah, you but... just weren't going to let it get in the way of your fun. <laughs> and so I I think that that is like, again, this, this sort of theme of women slut-shaming themselves. Yeah. Um, especially when you when you show up with an STI that you didn't know that you had. And chlamydia is like that. It's often asymptomatic. Especially in men. And women. You don't know that you have it. And it's one of those things where if you don't know you have it and you don't treat it, you can become infertile. And so it's really, really important to prioritize sexual health. And they, again, they allude to it in this episode, but they don't really go the extra step to say, hey. Maybe I'll use condoms. Maybe I'll use condoms. Yeah. There is a man that Charlotte dates, (laughs) along with the slut theme. He, when he is coming, he is like, oh, you fucking bitch, you fucking whore. Like, and she's absolutely horrified. Yeah. Well, and, and this guy is the thing. He doesn't even realize he's doing that. He doesn't know he's doing it. No. And he, and Charlotte finally says something. Does Does she ask advice about this or does she just say something to him? 
I can't remember, but she does say something to him like, you know, you say things to me. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, what do I say? He's mortified that and he says these things. And he's super sweet. Yeah. He's super sweet. And then he can't come unless he that. Unless, unless he, he says, and she's like, you know what? Just go ahead. You cocksucking fucking whore. And, and <laughs> this is also when Samantha finds that she has to move because she lets in a gentleman caller late at night. She, she dials her dick in. Yeah. Uh, she has a late night booty call and she buzzes him into the building and some fucking bandit comes in behind this guy yeah. and robs one of her neighbors. So she basically gets slut shamed out of her condo. Yeah. But the thing is, is almost everybody in that building that you that you see Sam have access or uh, to have interactions with, they're all like Old. 65 plus yeah. pearl clutching, wealthy, older almost exclusively white women right. and they all shame her that you know if sam wasn't such a slut there you know these guys wouldn't get into the building and and rob them so she moves she you know what instead of instead of kowtowing to them and apologizing she's like you know what fuck all of you old biddies i'm fucking out of here and this is what i love about samantha yeah she is you know she has her moments of like lower lip biting like and then she goes fuck this she's unapologetic for her sexuality and she moves into the completely overpriced and super chic and non-sex shamey meatpacking district that's right all right so we're gonna get into sort of the crux of season three and then we're gonna leave it so okay so charlotte in her search to in her search to find a man to marry she hangs out with her married friends who, where the husband sets says, I have a single friend right. that I want you to meet. And so she very aggressively pursues that setup. And it turns out that she finally gets a date set up with this gentleman, friend of the husband of her friend. And the husband shows up and says, I'm in love with you. Like... Oh. I I'm I want to leave my wife. I'm in love with you. And she was like, "What? You're out of the your fucking fuck mind." What the fuck does it matter with and you? And she storms out of the meeting, trips and falls into the New York street, almost gets run over by a cab, and who alights from the cab? Trey McDougal. Trey McDougal. Her white knight. Yep. In shining armor. And her plaid. prince in plaid. And they fall instantly in love at first sight. It's the it's the meet cute that she's been waiting for her entire life. All her life. Yeah. All her life. And they are dating and everything's perfect and everybody's rolling their eyes like, oh my God, this is brutal. Like they're just so in love and so it's super sweet and yeah. everybody's like, oh, I'm getting the cat. And, and. But, but. She is saving herself for him. Right. They they don't have sex. She learned from she Sam kisses. and James. No, she didn't. Nobody learns. At the same time, Big informs Carrie that he's not happy in his marriage. With Natasha. That he wants out. That he misses Carrie. Right? <sighs> and Carrie is, you know, by all accounts, having... You know, a very healthy relationship with Aiden. He wants to introduce him, introduce her to his parents, and you know, wants to spend time the, with her. You got to quit smoking <laughs> yeah. and all this. In amongst crap. all the judgment, yeah. In amongst all of this, Steve and Miranda are enjoying their relationship, enjoying living together, and they're out at this restaurant one time, and Steve sees a baby with another couple and says, "Why don't we have a baby? <laughs> like, he, should we get dessert?" 
<laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Like, I no, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready for. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it starts to put strain on their relationship. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, I'll walk it and I'll feed it," and like he's talking like it's a puppy. And, right. And she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I got to carry this and I got to give birth to it and I'm going to be responsible for it. Like, what do you think this is?" Exactly. Yeah. And and it it eventually breaks them up because right. Steve gets a puppy. Yeah, because he like, can't oh, have a baby. Yeah, so I'm going to get a dog. So he gets a dog. Uh-huh. And she says she doesn't, like, she clearly doesn't want this responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it put, it just, it breaks them. Yeah. It breaks them. So Steve is moving out. They break up. Samantha, you know, dates a guy with funky tasting spunk and is just, you know, doing her thing. And Carrie, you know, Charlotte's doing her thing with, with Trey. With Trey. Impressing his mother, right? Bunny, not, fu- not fucking him. Not fucking him. Impressing his mother, like aggressively pursuing the marriage, and Carrie starts fucking big, having an affair with Big. Now, I have to say to you that over the entire series, when I watched it the first time and the second time and the fifth time, it was probably the hottest, most emotionally charged scene in the entire series for me. Why? So it keeps building up and building up and building up. Aiden wants to redo Carrie's floors. Right. It's a lot of noise. He's it's going a lot very of dust. Domestic. He's gone super domestic. And she's like, You said I wouldn't be bothered. I'm bothered. I have a deadline. I need to I need quiet. He's like, you know what? I'll pay for a hotel. She's like, never mind. I'll pay for the hotel. I'll be down the street at whatever. Except. Except that big. Mm-hmm calls her apartment looking for her aiden says she's at this hotel big calls her says i'm at the bar in the hotel bro yeah he doesn't even like check in with her he's like oh you're at this hotel i'm gonna call you from the lobby and say i'm in the bar right she comes to the bar Smaller. in a trench coat yeah with with like fucking nothing on underneath. nothing on underneath or or Lingerie underwhar or underneath yeah and she says, what are you doing? Like, she's super frustrated with him. She's like, what are you doing? You're, I have, I'm in a relationship. You have a wife. I have a boyfriend. You're calling my house. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Except we're both here in this bar. And she's like, what? You know, tell him what, what, what? And he's like, I can't think. I need you to just, just listen to me. And she's like, I can't deal with this. She goes to get in the elevator. He go, He follows her. And she's like, don't. Follow me in here. And he grabs her. So they're both in the elevator and he grabs her and he says, I made a mistake. Whoosh. Yeah. I love you. Oh, that's what she's been waiting to hear. And she keeps saying, fuck you. Fuck. He said, I made a mistake. And she goes, fuck you. And he said, I love you. And she goes, fuck you. And he says, I miss you. I Fuck you. And then she goes, fuck me. Right, so she goes, and then the net, and they start making out in the elevator, and it's just like, oh my god, because it's like married B with her just watching this, <laughs> all sexually frustrated, married to Aiden, basically, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And the next scene, they basically they're lying in bed together, Smoking. and she lights a cigarette, or he lights it and passes it to her. And which like I, I'm not a smoker. Is that like super sexy to do that? Kinda. Like, kind of. Well, it, like, was. Pass it, over. it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For the guy you just finished fucking to light up a cigarette, take a drag and pass it to you is like, that's pretty cool. 
I mean, you're sharing everything else. Right. Yeah, nobody's using condoms. No. <laughs> and I, it was just, you know, I think that passion and that, you know, I think for her too, that vindication. Right. That all that hand wringing she'd been doing about why didn't he pick me. Yes. Kind of goes away when he's like, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm in love with you. I fucked up. Yeah. 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 And I think that's something that so many women have felt like that have had that happen to them Mm. where they've lost kind of the one or lost Mm. that. Yeah. I felt that was so powerful. But now she's having an affair with a married guy. Right. And cheating on her boyfriend. Yep. At the same time. So it's a couple of things that are a bit problematic. And it all kind of comes to a head, and we're kind of coming to the end of the season now. It comes to a head where Charlotte's wedding is coming up. So (laughs) It worked with Trey. So basically, Charlotte and Trey are having dinner at a restaurant, and she's she's noticed that if that he has a very close relationship with his mother bunny like inappropriately close it is inappropriately close but what she observes is that when bunny wants trey to do what she wants she'll squeeze his arm maybe you should do this right and he'll respond with already yeah well and he's like a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon yeah he's 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 not he's he's not a pushover in his regular life but i think he's i think his his occupation is exhausting right so to have a woman in his life to make choices for him he welcomes that yeah yeah you're probably right so they're at a restaurant and he doesn't like his salad he's like it's a little too you know something and she said maybe the caprese salad it's sweeter and she squeezes him and he says alrighty and he says charlotte you know you always know the best thing for me. And she squeezes his arm and says, maybe we should get married. <laughs> and he says, alrighty. <laughs> and she's absolutely stunned and shows up at Carrie's apartment and says, I'm engaged. Yeah. And she's like, what? That's amazing. And she's like, yeah, I said, maybe we should get married. And he said, alrighty. <laughs> and it's like, so she gets all upset about the fact that she proposed to herself. Pretty much. And the next day, they find themselves, Trey and Charlotte find themselves in front of Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And he says, maybe, maybe there's something in there that... Maybe there's a $40,000 engagement ring in there for you. And she says, all (laughs) righty. And that's the story that, that's the engagement story that she tells everyone is that they just found themselves in front of Tiffany's and he took her inside. There you go. See, something she could pass off. Right. Now, having just come from visiting a Tiffany's... Yeah. It's quite an experience. It is. Very much so. I mean, to see little sparkly things, like, and I mean little. Like tiny little keys that are worth like $12,500. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not in my wheelhouse. I mean, we but... didn't get to the engagement ring section because there was some woman there with her mom looking at engagement rings. <laughs> we did. We saw the We, we kind of looked the around there. But like $30,000. Yeah, for an engagement ring. For an engagement ring. ring. I mean, great. That is a small, reasonably priced car on your finger. Oh my God, yes. It is. Yeah, I know. It's a down payment for a house is what it is. Oh, easy, easy. So Charlotte's engaged. The wedding is coming up. They still haven't slept together. Right. Carrie is having an affair with Big. Yep. It's going great. Going great. Feeling like shit. Cheating on Aiden. She finally shares with Samantha. And Samantha's like, you know what? It's okay. Like, just, you just have to stop. Just, yeah. 
I think Miranda actually tells her to stop. You need to just stop. And the night before the wedding, the girls all go out and have some drinks. And Charlotte decides, I'm going to go and fuck my fiancé. What happens, Dante? Oh, it doesn't go well. How so? Trey suffers from a spell of erectile disappointment. Thank you, Dr. Murray. (laughs) Yeah, he can't get it up. And it scares the shit out of her. Yeah, because she's like, I'm about to marry this dick. Right. Well, this man and the dick that's attached to this man. And the dick that's attached to this man that doesn't work. It doesn't work. This is... Our, this is the first time we're together and he can't fuck me. What does this mean? Right. Like, he, if a, ever there was a time for him to be excited and his dick to work, it should be the first time we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just as an honorable mention, before the wedding, Samantha meets one of Trey McDougal's groomsmen. Out of town groomsmen. Who is from he, Scotland. He's, Scot- he's Scottish and she can't understand a fucking word she that he says. She can't understand a word he says, but the way he works his mouth has got to... It's got to mean well. something, yeah. And it does. Yeah. And she She's really... She's very happy with she that. She super enjoys that. But anyway, that's just an honorable mention. <laughs> where it's like, I can't understand a word you're saying, but you know what? I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> and so the day... So then Charlotte's wedding day comes up. And she's at the church. Just a minute. And right before Carrie goes to the wedding, as one of the bridesmaids, by the way, she tells Aiden that she... Oh, that she fucked big. That she slept with big. Right. And he he's about... They're on their way to the wedding or something. Yeah, they're about they are. To, they're, he's dressed up in a suit or oh, yeah, some shit. Because yeah. he's he's made a bench for Oh, that's right. Them. That's the wedding present is he's yeah. made a piece of... He's woodworked something for them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a huge flaw in the, in the wood that's like, that's the best part. And she's like, can I be like the flaw in the wood where like that's the... And he's like, no, I no, need to... No, this flaw, like we the, burn this. Yeah. We need to go to... I need to go for a walk. So yeah. he doesn't come to the wedding. She's she shows super up upset. Late. She shows up late, which is fucking on brand for Carrie. Yeah. It's Charlotte's day, but she's going to show up late. And she's the maid of honor. Yeah. So shit can't happen until she gets there. So so Charlotte and Carrie are standing at the back of the church. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is like, we tried to have sex last night and he couldn't get it up. What do I <laughs> do? Why are you whispering? <laughs> well, because they're at the back of the church. And <laughs> Carrie's like, he was probably just nervous. Like, but... In in one of the very few moments where Carrie is an, is actually a good friend, yes. she says, "If you don't want to do this, you don't have to. Everyone's just gonna have to deal with it. We can leave right now. You don't have to do this." And she was like, "No, I'm getting married." And she's like, Carrie's like, she was 35 years old or 33 in Vera Wang. She was getting married. Fucking kick that door down, and off she goes down the kick aisle. Kick that can down yeah. the road. Yeah, and she marries him. She does. What is your what is your take on that? Would Ooh. you have like what do you think is the reality of how many people want to fucking take off from their wedding and just big fat do it anyway? I think there are a lot of people who are who get quote unquote cold feet at the moment before their the wedding's about to start or a couple of days before or whatever. And I think a lot of people are like, this is just cold feet. We've made all these plans. We've set this expectation with all these people. Right. We're just going to go through it anyways. And I think a significant proportion of those people probably shouldn't have gone down the aisle in that first place. Because anybody who has ever gotten divorced will tell you it is way easier to get married than it is to get divorced. Right. 
way easier. And I think if those people were honest in that moment and took stock of the situation and didn't just chalk it up to nerves, right? they would realize that this is actually a bad decision. And that's not to say there aren't a lot of people who had those same feelings who then went through with it and then had a happy and marriage then and then it was yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You don't know which one you're going to be. Right. That's but the scary part that's though, the problem. isn't it? Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Like did like did you have any of those like thoughts before you got married where you're like maybe I shouldn't do this? I didn't, but my ex did. <laughs> but she did it anyway. And and for all those reasons like, you know, we've paid for the hall, we've paid for the floors, we've paid for the photographer, right. we've got all these people here, ba 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 ba. I'm doing I'm not I'm not going to go through the embarrassment of saying it's called off. So I'm right. just going to go through it and we'll figure it out and we'll deal with it later. Right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just say, you know what? Fuck it. What about you? Did you have that moment before you, did I you did. walk down I, the I, aisle? Did you get married in a church? Not in a church, but, but in a chapel. Okay. And I remember sitting in the back of the limo going, I don't know, man. But did your maid of honor like give you the fucking pep talk or? She did. Did she? <laughs> She's like, you're just nervous. It's fine. It's all right. She didn't say to me like, if you don't want to do this, we can just drive off. And it was the same kind. Of, it was the same kind of thing. Like, I can't do that. Like, I don't think. I don't. I don't think there's any people. There's not very many people that feel like, yeah, like like the wedding singer. Right. We're fucking. Where Linda just. Linda just doesn't show up. Yeah. She left a note. She's okay, but it indicated that she wouldn't be coming today. Oh, she's in. So it was a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an honorable mention for sure. Okay, that is hands down one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? Ever. The Wedding Singer? One of your favorite movies? Like more than like Prince of Tides or yes. Same Time Next Year? No. Okay. Same Time Next Year is a movie that everyone should see. I feel like no one has seen it, but everyone should see it. All right. It's a play adaptation with Ellen Burstyn and, and Alan Alda. Alda. Okay, if you haven't seen Same Time Next Year, I don't know where the fuck you're going to find it, but please see it. Yeah, we had a hard time finding it. We had a hard time. We had a hard time. But it, it's, oh my God, it's so good. I mean, how long did we cry after oh my God. it was over? We watched it on like a New Year's Eve, our first New Year's Eve, I think, together. <laughs> and just bawled like tiny babies. Yeah, but we also saw Coco the same day. Did we go to see Coco the yeah, same day? Yeah, we saw Coco in the theater. So we were already primed. We got we saw Coco in the theater and then drank Mosca- or Kentucky Mules until we were fucking hammered. And then we watched the same time next year and cried for like 45 minutes after it was We up. are fun. <laughs> anyway. So that's how, is that how season three ends? Basically, I mean. Charlotte goes down the aisle, marries Trey. She marries Trey. She marries Trey and his dick that doesn't work. Yep. Aiden breaks up with Carrie. Because she she confessed to cheating on Vera. Because she confessed to cheating on Vera. Or cheating with Big. Cheating on Vera. Cheating on Vera. (laughs) Cheating with Big. And it's sort of like, you know, do you tell them? Like that that's that kind of begged the question. I think that's kind of my last one of my last points. (sighs) Is like do you stuff your? Do you do something like that and stuff it down the memory hole? Or Look, there is take this, brave ones, as you will. But if you have cheated on a partner and you feel this guilt and you feel like you need to tell them, right? Like Carrie did, because you feel like they should know or that you need to be honest or whatever, you need right. to make this decision. 
The decision is, do you want to be with this person or do you not want to be with this person? Because if you want to be with this person, you need to stuff that shit down the memory hole and never speak of it again. Because all that you are going to do by telling that person is shatter their perception of who you are Mm -hmm. prior to that moment and make them feel worse while alleviating your own guilt. If you don't want to be with a person, then tell them and whatever, blow that shit up. Mm -hmm. But I don't know of anybody who has been in that situation like Carrie and Aiden and Big in that little love triangle there. Right, right. That has done what Carrie has done and that it has ended well for the relationship that they were in. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like if if you have done something like that and it's over. Yeah, it's never going to happen again. And you're done doing it. You need to bear the burden. Yeah, that's your guilt to bear. Yes. Yeah. Unburdening yourself and hurting the other person is doing another shitty mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And you need to stuff that down the memory hole and leave it there and not hurt the other person by unburdening yourself. And that's yep. exactly what she did. And he broke up with her. And mm-hmm. and so he should have. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, and then, okay. And then the, there's like the hottest scene in the series and then the cringiest scene in the series. <laughs> so basically, Carrie and Big are meeting at, like they start out at meeting meeting at four-star hotels right. and then it sort really of devolves pos- into really shitty hotels like, and motels. Like by the hour places. Hotel, motel, holiday inn. Right, and Pitbull. then his wife is in the Hamptons mm-hmm. for the weekend or whenever and he brings Carrie into their bed. Bad idea. Which is a terrible idea. It's super cringy and he has to go back to work and he says, you know what? Just stay. Like, it's fine. Just hang out. And she does. Which fucking blows my mind. What are you doing, Carrie? What are you doing, Carrie? We already saw that with, was it Burger that she was? No, no, no. It wasn't Burger. It was was, uh, that guy that she went through all of the guy's shit in her, in in season two. Yeah. We already know she can't be trusted to be left alone. Well, the thing is, is that like, to to not, to to stay in his apartment that he Uh -uh. shares with his wife in their bed and he goes you've just fucked a married man in in the marital bed no 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 and she goes through their fridge and starts eating shit in their fridge and Natasha comes home like she's the worst fucking Goldilocks out there it's terrible she's in her fucking bra and skirt yeah she's not even dressed she's not even dressed there's no if she got caught there was literally no plausible deniability at all no except I guess Big's not there but and Natasha comes home and there's conveniently a back exit to a like staircase, a fi- like a fire escape, a fire or escape staircase, and but she's taking her jean jacket off the chair and makes a noise. Mm. And Natasha comes to the kitchen and just to see Carrie like, going out the back door, yeah. and she starts chasing her and she's like, "I knew you two were having an affair. I just didn't have any proof." And she's chasing Carrie down the stairs and she fucking falls. Natasha, Natasha falls. falls down the stairs yeah. and smashes her face on the cement landing and knocks out a tooth. Carrie, blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. It's so, you're just watching it going, oh. Carrie stops, at least goes back to Natasha. She takes her to the hospital. Calls Big. Calls Big. Big shows up. Carrie's in the waiting room. She says, you know, she's scared. The plastic surgeon has come to stitch up her lip so there's no scarring. You know, I got to go. Yeah, I'm out. And he's like, hey, like, thanks for being here. And she was like, okay. And <laughs> there's there's a sadness 
and a and a finality. Yeah, you know that that affair is ended. And she says, and he says, you know, I'll call you. And she's like, for what? <laughs> she's like, we are, and and this is this is such a great line. We are so over. We need a new word for over. <laughs> and walks out of the hospital, and that's basically that, that's like, the end. Of season that's three. the end. The end of that. I mean, there's some other stuff that happens. They go to L.A. I don't even want to dignify. Vince Vaughn makes an uh, appearance. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't even want to dignify the L.A. episodes because they're such bullshit. Is that is that the one where uh, uh, Lucy Liu shows up? No, that is the one where you know Hugh Hefner shows up. They oh, get right. kicked out of the Playboy uh, Mansion. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit happens in LA. You know, Samantha meets a fucking dildo model. Right. Miranda meets up with a guy. A dildo model. He's like a porn star with his own line of of his cock has been cast as dildos. Pretty much. But he really just wants to be like a poet. poet Yeah, and she's like, oh my God, just killed my lady boner. Yeah, I just want to fuck this dick. Miranda meets up with a guy who used to live in New York and who now lives in LA. And he he used to be super overweight and now he's skinny. And it's because he has a fucking eating disorder. He chews his steak three times and then spits it into a napkin. (laughs) You know, Charlotte escapes her shitty marriage because they're still not having sex and Trey doesn't want to talk about it. So she comes down and meets them and And they tear it up in LA. She realizes like how shitty men are because she's talking to this guy and she thinks everything's going well. And he's like, let me buy you some tits. And she was like, my tits are fine. It's just a fucking train wreck down there. So I don't even want to talk about that because really the, the important points are that Charlotte is now trapped in this ridiculous marriage and and Carrie has to live with this affair that she's had. She's destroyed her relationship with Aiden. Things are fucked with Big. And she's feeling really shitty. And that's pretty much the end of season three. Fuck, it's the Empire Strikes Back of, of <laughs> Sex in the City, eh? No. It just ends. Is it? Everybody. Well, yeah. yeah you're, it's dark. Maybe it ends, you're right. Yeah, it I ends, like that. But that's the middle of a trilogy is always like that. That's the way it's supposed but to be. But it's not a trilogy. I know, but... Well, I but, guess three of six is... Yeah, it's it's in the middle, right? It's... it's Because now you would think that it's going to be a trajectory up. You hope so. You hope so, because, I mean, what the but fuck? But then Burger. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about that next we'll time. We'll talk about that in the next episode. So, do you have any closing comments about this? Nope. I enjoyed this season. I feel like a lot lot happens. I feel like a lot happens. There's a lot of issues that Mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. A lot of notable notes. I think I think Carrie being the other woman is a bit of a role reversal for her. Yes. Her conscience and and all the shit with Aiden. Right. But even though she's the architect of of that Oh yeah, for sure. Of that demise, she's still gonna be fucked up about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and chase Aiden for probably I don't know, I can't remember how many Well, we'll talk about season up. four yeah. as that comes up. But yeah, but yeah, so um we haven't heard the last of Aiden. No, unfortunately. Or the last of Steve. No, fortunately. I love Steve so much. We do love Steve. We love Steve. And I I and, and this is the thing, like I think this is you talked about Big being note perfect in season one and two. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the season where he becomes very, very human. But it's not no, but this is the problem. Yeah, okay, he might be more human like this. But you don't like him like that. No, but the problem is is he becomes he becomes a dickhead. Like every other exactly. He becomes like every other married man who has some money mm-hmm. and is unhappy in their life 
and decides to just fucking it's like big had a midlife crisis in season three right of sex in the city mm-hmm. right it just blows up his life right okay right and that's not the big from the first two seasons right the yeah. big from the first two seasons was a bachelor and he was having fun and him and carrie were great and all this stuff but then he runs off and gets married and doesn't and it obviously it was a bad decision doesn't know how to get out of it and he just does the worst possible like thing just get do. out just get out yeah Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't like this is this is the start of, of my disenfranchisement with Big. Ooh. Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy Big over the next couple of seasons the way I did in the first two seasons. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So stay tuned everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions or show suggestions, we are very open. We've gotten some really meaningful messages and comments over the last little bit yeah you can you you can you can it's really lovely on the website you can actually if you don't want to send us an email to info at cheating on fear.com you can can, comment yeah you can comment on the episode postings on the on the the cheating on fear website cheating on fear.com we love to hear from you and we are super appreciative of you listening we love to hear from you so yeah bye everyone see you next time